You're heading off next week? This day week, yeah. Fly Dublin, Doha, Doha, Delhi. Go in India for two months and then Indonesia for two months and back in July then. And you're going to do a yoga course? Yeah, so say I would have done an online one um, while we were travelling and would have started it during COVID, maybe finished it while we were travelling. Um, but yeah, kind of more comprehensive one in India is to like the home yoga and yeah, like I suppose as we were chatting there earlier about like you know, the emotional health, maybe like spiritual health. Um, like I think the physical health is important rather than that's gymming. So I think yoga for me has been has been excellent. Like you know, flexibility wise, injury prevention wise for football is why I got into it. But then you know, there's, there's like eight rungs to this ladder of yoga, and like the actual physical practice is only the bottom rung. Jesus, I I blew my mind when I found out that like all these yoga classes, the only reason you do a yoga class is to be able to sit in the meditation position, and that's rung two. And it goes on from there. It's 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 an amazing. That's my favorite part of doing the yoga class. Yeah, doing a couple of hot yogas is the, the last couple of minutes when you're meditating. Down, yeah, that's where you get the most benefit. Obviously, it's very enjoyable and you're, you're developing physically. Yeah, that meditation is. Oh yeah, it's. Um, I think we touched on that earlier too. Like that, because life is so busy and we're on our phones and everything is constant interaction. That like. When you're lying down there after your old class and you're, you know, you're after concentrating for a while, like thinking about your different, and then you're just allowed to drift off. And then, what I love is when they tell you, like, and I've tried it, like, let's say sometimes I'm trying to go to sleep or trying to wake up and meditate sometimes. Mm. And it's like, when you breathe and you're trying to f- imagine that you can feel the oxygen going through parts of your body. And like when someone, maybe it's, obviously the teacher is good at it and, and you're in that zone yeah. like you can feel it yeah you yeah. can feel it in your toes yeah and you can fall asleep just there because everything is just so relaxed I meant to tell you one earlier when, when you were when you were talking but uh, did like a silent retreat for 10 days from Stephen's Day to the 5th of January this year so 10 days in a row you're sitting in silence and what <laughs> and um, there was a guy at it so we got to talk on the last day and we were all saying like he's like that was so hard or whatever but this guy was saying like oh like that nobody dropped out and people were saying oh no like there was four lads that dropped out and he was like what he was like I was sitting there I was like oh, I'm going home like I've had enough of this but he was like I didn't want to be the first one to go so he sat there and got through the whole thing because he thought that he was going to be the first one to walk and like three or four lads had walked out we just didn't hear them first. he just didn't see them or didn't hear them and I think we were, we were talking about that earlier about like don't the kind of mental kind of determination like or like caring about what other people think like he just had to beat he had to the beat next person yeah the competition thing like and he didn't want to give in so like if somebody had walked he would have walked if he saw somebody walk and he would have walked but the fact that he didn't it just shows the power of the mind hundred yeah. percent yeah they always say that the body, the 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 mind will quit for the body yeah so like you can believe you. What is it? Who's that? I'm not going to try and think of this quote again, but I, oh, I think therefore I am. Do you know the one? Yeah. No, yeah. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> I should know that one. I think therefore I am. If you think you can do it, yeah. You know you can do it. If you think you won't be able to do it, yeah. More than likely, you're going to fail. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're probably right. Yeah. Ready to characters. I think that's his name. Is yeah. that right? No. Probably. Anyway, <laughs> um, that has blown my mind. Silent retreat for 10 days. So, yeah. where was it Peru, did you say? No, Sorry, that, that, that was in Ennis. Very exotic. 
an innocent player. So what did you do for 10 days? So uh, basically sat and meditated. Uh, so yeah. when you went to eat, like when you went to, to bed at night, like, yeah. how did you get food? Like, were you like staying so, yeah. together? Or? Yeah, so they, they rent out a boarding school in Flannans and Ennis. And um, yeah, so I, I was rooming with a guy from, from Dublin. You're in a bunk bed, like, and there's no... No talking, no eye contact. Like no eye contact. No eye contact. That's communication. Like I'm not allowed to look at you. Not supposed to. No, it's difficult. That's weird, man. But yeah, you just kind of like you're supposed to like go into monk mode and like just yeah, you're like you're up at four o'clock in the morning. You're meditating for a couple of hours. The, the food is ready downstairs. Then in like a kind of serving place. So people go up in silence, take their porridge, go sit down, and like I it's not like you're taking out your phone or eating. Or can you? Or what? There's no phones, there's no books, no writing, no journaling. It's silent meditation for, for 10 days. Like That is insane. I think that could be the hardest thing I'd ever do. Yeah. What, like, when, when you finish it, yeah. are you just like, oh my God, well, that was so funny. Like, are you just pouring everything out? Or are you still kind of zen? You're still zen, yeah. It takes you a while to kind of, it takes a while to adjust into it. It takes you a while to get used to it because, like, your mind is so busy. But, like, the, the, the middle portion of the days for me was amazing and then it was a little bit tough coming out again because you know when people were allowed to talk again on the, on the last day and people started talking it was a bit overwhelming because yeah. you hadn't heard you weren't interacting with people for, for so long um, Jesus so it was tough to go in tough to come out but like I'd say it was definitely one of the most transformative things I've ever done like I've learned so much about myself like we were talking earlier about like the plant medicines and that kind of stuff like the 10 days in silence was equally if not more powerful than, than that um, like we were talking about emotions earlier too and like I remember Pat Dively asking us in one of the groups like how do you feel and like went round and like John was like good grand not too bad Irish men ask, ask them how they feel and they're the words you're going to get like and I remember him like doing it himself then and he could feel he could feel anger and it was in a certain part of his body and it was a certain colour and I was blown away by it. I was like, what? I was like, how is he doing that? Like, I, if you ask me how I feel, like, and it's like, I don't know how I feel. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the words for the emotions. I don't have the physical sensations for these emotions. Um, but emotional intelligence, I think, is huge for opening up the whole, like, uh, men being able to talk about their emotions. Like, having language around it, having sensations around it and, I definitely feel after the, the 10 days in silence, like, I could feel a lot more stuff in my body because of, because our awareness is always, like, outwards. Yeah. It's either at the phone or, like, you know, all the different things. Like, when you have your eyes closed for, like, most of the day and you're, you're just... You're not sleeping, like, you're, you're, you're with yourself and with your emotions. Yeah, you're sitting up, like, so you, you can't really drift off and you're just focusing on, on the breath coming in out of your nose for a couple of days and then they go into, like, a body scan where you're scanning up and down through your body. And you're um, looking for stuff nearly. You're yeah. Trying to, so like say... You're say, training yourself into kind of go what Dibley's doing where you're feeling emotions in your yeah. body. Yeah. And like what, what came up for me was like, you know, you're sitting in this cross-legged position, like it's pain, it's, it's painful. Like, so say like I was getting like knots of pain in my back. My back was killing me. Like sitting in this position for like a couple of hours. And what you do then is like you focus your attention on... The, the pain and for me it was like knots you know, like knots in your muscles and in, in the fascia from lots of different things like I, I used to put it down to sport but like it turns out that they're all emotions different things that happen to you they get stuck in the body so pain in the back 
uh, and not in the muscle. I keep my attention on it, and you can feel it. Like is as again, your attention is on it, so the energy is going there, and it starts vibrating, it starts kind of breaking up, and I could feel like the this knot of muscle dissolve and like come down through a meridian in my arm and leave my body. And I was going through all these different little parts and pains in my body, dissolving them and just letting them flow out through the body. It was bonkers. <laughs> so you're telling me I don't have to do a physio Thursday night now? Not at all. The groin will just be sound. <laughs> just manifest a good groin. <laughs> I'm trying. But see, that's the thing though. Like, I, I can understand where you're coming from because I just get frustrated with Moa's injured, Moa's mm. injured. And it keep getting injured. Like. Mm. And you're nearly manifesting injury in your body. Like. Well, for me, like, one of the reasons that I ended up stopping playing with Roscommon, well, number one was because I never really properly broke in. And number two was, like, this Achilles injury that just seemingly appeared out of nowhere. Like, there was no kind of blunt force trauma or anything. Like, I just, my Achilles just gradually started getting sore. And then I couldn't run, like. And I was out for weeks and back. And I'd get bad again. I'd be out for another couple of weeks. And, um so my understanding of that recently then is that like any kind of physical pain that we end up having or any disease or illness like when it comes out in the physical body that's the last resort the body is screaming at you there's something wrong here whereas the root of that is either like a negative thought or a negative emotion that we haven't processed that's why I was sick this weekend could be Jesus Christ could I can't be. wait till my woman listens to this <laughs> yeah and, Sorry, your job is now obsolete. <laughs> That's just, my mind's blown here, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And there's loads of, like, you know, there's loads of different, like, I suppose, doing the energy healing and that. Like, there's loads of different things around, like, you know, say, the connection from your knees to your heart. Like, let's say if you're in love, you're, you get weak at the knees. Or, like, I was talking to somebody recently, they were saying, like, the amount of older Irish men that have problems with their knees. And it's, there's a link between the heart and the knees because... You know, a lot of Irish men are heartbroken they don't know how to give and receive love and and that's to do with like your heart chakra kind of going down back into the yoga stuff like they're all kind of connected um, yeah it's, it's amazing when you start and like John, like those kind of terms of like oh, he the weight of the world on his shoulders and all these kind of different things that they're like, there for a reason they're there for and like all those old sayings like the more I hear these old sayings I'm like Jesus that's what they meant learning about all this like you know uh, like uh, what's it called like the really tiny physics uh, atoms no yeah like you know, learning about two science teachers like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, learn, I hope that's right quantum physics like you know, learn about quantum physics and like say the double slit experiment you know that one no so like the double slit experiment then is that there's electrons being shot out of a gun at this metal plate there's two slits in the metal plate and the electrons are going through one of the slits. Okay. Okay? When there's nobody observing it, so when there's no camera on it, when there's nobody looking at it, the result is different. Okay? So whether there's somebody observing it, they go through one slit. When there's nobody observing it, they go through two slits. So, it's, it's I still really struggle to get my head around yeah. it, but like, you behave differently when there's somebody observing you. And it's to do with like, waves and particles. Yeah, and and energy, like yeah, and energy, overall yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know where you're coming from. I don't think I did that justice now, but there is I know, something like, to it. 
that's <laughs> it's it's an experiment like it's been yeah. proven yeah so obviously there's uh, research there that's mental mm-hmm. I, man one thing after another here <laughs> isn't it mad how like you are into all this and you you know all this now and three years ago like yeah. it wasn't relevant to you so it's so yeah it's bonkers it's happened so quickly and it's so it's so amazing and mm. I, I suppose I feel very very lucky that I, that I fell into it you know I thought I was happy before like I thought I was happy when I was drunk when I was drinking every weekend or not drinking every weekend but like drunk when I was drinking and playing football and, and, and had the job uh, you found, probably did feel somewhat happy like you did, you did you know like it's not like you were caught in yourself and, no. and now you were, now you remember you were totally unhappy yeah no absolutely and I really enjoyed uh, the, everything the whole lot of it but um, yeah just learning about this stuff it's like it's like your baseline changes I remember when we were talking about this in school the other day like that like when you stop drinking and you, and you feel so good in yourself that like when you do have a drink then you really feel it so much more I feel like it's the same with like the breath work and the men's work and all these kind of things that like my baseline, my energy now is just so high. Like, I feel so happy, so good in myself that, like, if I was to do any of the low vibrational things now, I'd, I'd notice so much more. Yeah, and, and, and it's with you for life. Mm-hmm. Like, you are not just going to forget. Like, let's say tomorrow, for some reason, routines change and you went back doing whatever you used to do. Yeah. Like, it's not like you just totally forget about that. Yeah. So that's always now in your head. And it's kind of like... I've said the word a good few times, but empowering that yeah. you know that you can experience this now, and that that's now kind of opened up a whole new area of life, yeah. and it's like an, another life, really. Yeah, and it's a visceral feeling. Like I, I've experienced how it feels to yeah. to be not so been told, not yeah, yeah. watched, yeah, and like kind of had that thing with with Grania too, like when she kind of like turned vegetarian, let's say, and um again during lockdown cooking breakfast lunch and dinner and um, I would have been eating her breakfast lunch and dinner why are you vegetarian now? Uh, I would say so yeah Yeah. I wouldn't kind of be putting labels on on, on diet like I think there's no kind of one diet that suits everyone or even suits one person for their whole life yeah definitely like I'd say I'm eating less meat yeah I'm vegetarian at the moment I'd say but like say when we started doing that first like I felt so good in myself after the first month I was like wow I'm going to just keep doing this and that's not to say that like I won't have animals on the farm in the future Mm -hmm. and and eat meat in the future but I think that's such a good thing like going back to the gut feeling like if you can kind of like go with your gut feeling and go with what makes your body feel good if you're sensitive enough to like eat something and and, and feel okay I don't feel good when I eat that I do feel good when I eat that I'm not a nutritionist I'm not going to give any advice to anyone but like if you can get that awareness around, like, okay, I eat this, I feel like shit. I eat this, feel great. Eat more of that stuff. Yeah. Do you know, it's it seems very simple. Yeah, people make it a lot more complicated than that. Though. Yeah, sugar is the only downfall. Like, what your downfall is? Yeah, it? just such a sweet tooth, like addicted yeah. to sugar, like no more than the phone, like yeah, um, like after a meal, is it? Yeah, it's it's sweet. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> same way, like that's the one I had, like. When I was in Dublin, like I'd have sweets ready, like I have to have these five jelly beans after dinner. Like, yeah, no yeah. matter what the dinner was, like I have to have them. Yeah, and but then when they're not there, yeah, it's always about what's there. Yeah, you, like, if you, I, I'm very disciplined when I'm shopping. Like if I yeah, that's like, the main. I that's shopping, after, I was very disciplined, but if they're in the house, I'll eat them. And like the Vipassana was very good. That side of meditation, like because 
like he had no choice, he would just eat what was there. So that helped me to kind of come out of the sugar cravings for a what while. What was the type of food? For a while. I was like you know, porridge in the mornings. Yeah, twice a day, like porridge in the morning. You had like just, yeah, different types of vegetarian kind of meals at like maybe one o'clock in the day or something. And then you're meditating. What sort of vegetarian meals? Like kind of rice and like maybe like a lentil curry or... There was like there was different food every day. The food was actually really good. Like, um, sorry, I'm in France here. It's <laughs> taken my whole life. I'm not joking. I'm like, I need to change something. Not like, not. I'm not saying it like, oh, you're vegetarian. I'm thinking about other things that we've talked about. Where I'm like, yeah, like I'm thinking of root problems in my head right now. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing to do with food. It's mad. I've had that too, though. With like with different things and like, you know, does this thing called like the shiny thing syndrome I think it's called where yeah. it's like you think oh, oh this person is doing that or oh, David Goggins is doing Who that he's doing that and like looking at all these other people and like I'm so guilty of that like yeah. I see anybody doing anything I'm like oh maybe I should do that yeah. whereas like yeah trying to come back to like like small really small little changes um, that suits you yeah, yeah are positive because you could do some, something that someone else did and it's just like I didn't get any benefit from that. It didn't work for me. I, like it just might not be congruent with my life and how I set up. Yeah. And it's just yes, it could be. Let's say with diet is a perfect example. This diet could be perfect for someone else. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like could be physical. It could be literally, you know, um, dietary, or just how you feel. Mm. And there's so many. I thought we talked about it, like this. I watched a video. And it was like. This diet works, and the next person yeah. is saying, This is yeah. why this doesn't. So, like, that. there's literally like 10 different things in it. Like, yeah. So, how are you supposed to know what's right? Like, for me, I think, the, like, the, obviously, there's so much information out there now, and you'd find a study to say this diet is good, you'd find the same amount of information to say that diet is bad. So, like, for me, when I was saying about like the farm, like, obviously, ideally, you'd love to just grow everything yourself and like be fully self sufficient. Like, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. Like, time wise, is that possible? I don't know, maybe not, but I'd love to, like, be growing all your own food because what I've learned we worked on a vegetable farm in Reno Prema Farm uh, for five weeks in July and um, just learning about organic and how important that is because like the chemicals that are being spread on the food and and even like probably meat even more so because the animals are consuming so much uh, like meal fertilizer and and yeah even like the meal that they're consuming like is, is full of antibiotics and stuff and obviously like a lot of those kind of that information is done from the US, but like the Irish, the Irish is, is kind of similar. Um, but yeah, I think like to be the only way to, to be fully you know, sure that you're eating good food, grow it yourself. And like we don't know how to do it. Like uh, I'd be really interested in like going down the line of like learning very simply, like you know, people how to grow your own food and like let that be part of the farm up there as well to like have people come in and learning how to. Even if it's as simple as having a few spuds in the back garden, like, every little helps. Like it's, it then scares you when you think, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, and we're we're totally reliant. And like, mm. I always say, like, well, what happens if the electricity just went yeah. out tomorrow? Yeah, and like realistically, it's never going to happen. But like, that's not the point. Yeah, it's not the point where we're going to have to all survive by ourselves. Never know, but like, you know what I mean. It's the idea that. You're not independent, and I'm the same way. I'd love to do what yeah. you're talking about, um, but like it's kind of the feel of like 
I can't I have to rely on a supermarket for my food yeah. and I'm a human person and we got to where we are by doing such amazing things and growing food and hunting yeah. and gathering and I have to go to the shop and if I don't have what I if I don't like this is, this is an example I was in France and like went to Aldi and they didn't have high protein yogurts I'm like this is a disgrace how could anyone live here yeah. they don't have the protein pancakes that they do have in Clamaris yeah <laughs> When you think about that, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm just a fucking... I'm, everything I thought I, I hate, you know, like, I have to have this. You know what I mean? You get yeah. this... You, you look at yourself and like, Jesus, does that, does that really define what place is like, good or bad or indifferent? And I have to have them things. I think, like, the biggest learning I got around that was, like, from talking to my grandmother and, like, hearing about how they grew up and, like, you know, obviously there was different challenges back then, but like, you know, they would have had like chickens in the back garden, grow their own veg, like make their own butter. They were very much self-sufficient. I wouldn't say fully yeah. self-sufficient, yeah. but like very self-sufficient. Like, and you know, they weren't worried about like, you know, money and fancy things, and and they were spending a lot more time visiting their neighbors and yeah. spending time with their kids and doing all these things, and like, they were a lot happier then. Yeah. I know, but at the, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. At the same time, they had stress as well. It's like, quote from the office: "How how do you know you're in the good old days when you're in them? You yeah. know, it's always <laughs> in the past." Yeah. And they probably wanted something else. Absolutely. And we didn't realize how good they had. Didn't have like. Like I saw that in Peru in different places, like these little villages in the middle of nowhere. Like, and I was just like imagining like Ireland like this hundred two hundred years ago, and being like, "Wow, this place is amazing!" Like so natural and so like untouched this is amazing like i'd love to live here and then like mobile phones have started to like be a thing there so mm-hmm. you'd see like a little young lad on a mobile phone and i'd be just thinking like like he thinks that this is the best, thing, is in the the best thing in the world and, and i'm, like, what I'm like no get rid of it yeah this is it like you're there man how do you tell people like how do you, people have to understand that you have to go through it yourself yeah right? yeah and i suppose that's another huge learning that i got recently was that like you know no more than like trying to get your mum to read the book like you can't tell anybody what to do like the this on this planet there's free will mm-hmm. and people are going to learn their lessons at their own rate and um, yeah it, it can be difficult like to, to let that happen and it's but it's frustrating at the same time especially as a teacher like yeah you're trying to get across like yes work as hard as you possibly can and even sir don't stress too much about your job like i Mm. honestly people I don't know if anyone's listened to every episode like I've said it with every guest like where are you now and how did you get there yeah yeah and no one has went into a career to stay there I'm not saying that that's not a good thing but like Owen Sheehan said an episode was literally out today where I said to him you know give me a description of where you are now and how that practically doesn't connect with what you didn't even serve. And he says, to be honest, you, some people just have to experience it. Like, I can't tell a leaving cert now, don't stress too much. And they're like, perfect, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Some people just have to go through it. And that's the only way you're going to learn. And it's harsh because, okay, that fellow now turns 20 and realizes and moves away from Peru and says, fuck it, I had it so good. Yeah. What can you do? We can't get the ears back. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had two things written down there. I suppose because it's on the point like we talked about 
let's say being self-sufficient mm-hmm. and like growing organic food and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and and we talked about how like Irish dads are a lot of them have issues physically mm-hmm. and it might be emotionally but at the same time if I went home now yeah. and I said self I'm going moving to Peru and I'm going living off a plot of land and um, the reason your knee is bad is because you're not in touch with your trauma, your trauma yeah. and your emotions. Like, I, I do I might say it to him this evening and just see what he says, because I know exactly what he said, what he would say. He would be like, you're going wrong altogether. Jesus Christ, you're yeah. listening to too much of this shit. You know, it's so hard for people to convince, especially the older generation, mm. that this works. You know, I, like my dad or, you know, let's say uncles or whatever, are not going to change now. Yeah. They might, they might surprise you. I like, hope so. Like, I love nothing more. And I'm sure, I'm sure, kind of like, you know, some of them might, but um, I suppose, like, coming back from traveling, myself and Gronje would have said this, that, like, we've been so surprised with, like, how open and how, like, even with the energy healing stuff, like, somebody that you'd think wouldn't be into it at all and just get the inkling to mention it in a conversation. The next thing they have a story and they've gone to somebody and they've this, had this amazing experience and like I know what you're saying about like the, the older Irishmen might be a bit harder to crack but um, like I would have thought that coming home and I've been pleasantly surprised that like there's so much good stuff happening in Ireland and I do think people are doing more whether it's breathwork or organic farming like I was amazed when I came home the amount of stuff that's even happening around Ballyhonas yeah you know, there's so much good stuff happening, and uh, again, going back to that, the secret of the manifestation thing. Like when you're, when you're looking for those things, you find them. When you're looking, like you know, if you're out every, every Friday night and you're drinking, you're not going to see the farmers market on a Saturday morning because you're yeah. they're dying. Like, you know, it's a, it's a funny one. And I actually had it down um, earlier, but because you touched on it, like, um, Grania, is it the girlfriend? Yes. Like. So how long are you going to be? Fiance. Fiance, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Grania. Uh, <laughs> I think it's eight, I think it's eight years, yeah. Like, eight so years, you so. said you've changed an awful lot in the last yeah, three years. Yeah. Like, it must be comforting in the fact, but also scary for some people. Like, you are now into this breathwork and you're now into, you, you practically feel like a different person. Yeah. You're lucky that Grania's came on a journey and changed with you and like, are, is into and supports all the stuff you're doing because... Yeah. Could easily be, you know, a total change, and we call, talk about vibrations. Yeah, and two um, different people. Oh, absolutely, extreme. Uh, like I feel so lucky that we were, yeah, two completely different people eight years ago. Obviously, yeah. and um, yeah, we're just very lucky that we grew in the same direction. And like I'd say, at some stages, I was kind of like pulling her along to mm. yoga classes and different things, and at other stages, you know, she was like pulling me along to different things. And I think we. We definitely bounce really well off each other, and it's and yeah, just so lucky because you know a lot of people if they do get into this stuff, maybe their partner doesn't, and then they can't Riff fully starts. get into it. And rift starts, yeah. But like you know, we've we're getting on better every day, like and going more into this stuff, and um, yeah, no, she's she's incredible, an incredible um, energy healer, and uh, yeah, she's going to do a lot of amazing things. Like yeah, it's it's really exciting. You're gonna have a, like a sanctuary, like. A- what do you call it? Like an empire there, too. <laughs> yeah. Mad. 
We got Perfect. permanent, got career breaks, and you know, like we were supposed to go Thailand, Vietnam, and all that area, and they were all locking down when we were going, and we had the career breaks taken, like we had to go somewhere. <laughs> we were told everyone we were going traveling, and looked at a map, and Mexico was the only country that was taking people. Right. So we went to Mexico, and we had a good bit of stuff planned, and you know, we went down as far as Peru in the end, but somewhere along the way, we had just stopped planning and just went where the wind took us and like you know we volunteered in some incredible like little permaculture farms and like different kind of community living places and met some incredible incredible people like and yeah like I think the biggest thing going travelling is like you know that fear of not getting the harp in the post every two weeks like having that money coming in like we're so conditioned to the security of money and that was probably the hardest thing going away was like you know, some of our friends were like buying houses and like, you know, obviously getting married and that kind of stuff. Like, it's all money, like buy, uh, like cars and all that. Like, I sold the car. Uh, like, we're home now. Like, both living with our parents. Like, so obviously there's benefits to going traveling. But then we come home and we see our friends with lovely houses and we're like, oh, we'd love to have the house. And we go visit them in their lovely house and they're like, oh, we'd love to have gone traveling like you. So again, going back to that, like. The grass is always greener, but like I think, for us anyway, we feel like we've made the right decision because you know we'll get a house again and we'll. You're gonna have. You're gonna live like yeah, house somewhere. Hundred percent. You know what I mean. You're never gonna get that opportunity to go traveling at that time. And like the people we've met, the experiences that we've had, like you know, you, you can't really put a price on. Just it, like say, I was gonna say the more valuable, than, yeah, than money to you to some people. Someone might go and say, you know, and look at it differently and and not experience what you've experienced, and then then regret it and, and just focus on money yeah I think like one of the biggest things that the two of us got like come, coming home was like and like experiencing the poverty in different parts of like Mexico and Guatemala and Colombia Peru all these countries like realise how lucky we are here yeah. we have so much and like you know uh, don't appreciate or I didn't appreciate yeah. it until I saw like the things that I saw and yeah we're so lucky to have what we have here and when, when you're in the zone of want, 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 mm. need, need, need. Everything you have yeah. seems irrelevant. Irrelevant. I, like, the same way you talk about, I have a new car, someone else has a new one. And yeah. like, then you go and you're just, you're just totally taken back with like, man, I have a car. Yeah. I have a roof over my head. Like, I'm so lucky. We were on this little island off the coast of Mexico and we were just a little bit outside the town so we'd like walk into town every evening for dinner and uh, we were walking by these little kind of like shacks and like the first night we were walking by them Jeez, like John, the poor, the poor thing he's like living in that. Like, and there was like kids everywhere. There was neighbors everywhere. There was like, was, like hustle and bustle. It was like, oh, like, the poor things. Like, they were all like sitting out around this big dinner table and like laughing and messing. And like, we'd be coming home from town like a couple of hours later, and they'd all still be there sitting around the thing, laughing and joking and messing. And it took us a couple of days, like, but you know, by the time we were leaving that island, we were like, wow, like these people don't have a care in the world like mm-hmm. John they were living in little shacks but they had probably just enough food on the table and they had like you know, 
looking after their kids and, and visiting their neighbours and they were some of the happiest people I've ever seen basically, you know? basically there's lots of people living around here with like big houses big cars and they don't smile like those correct kids like. and it's, uh, we talk, we said the word a lot masking mm. you know you have a big house have a big car and really successful you do a bit of meditation with them and look within they probably don't want to because they're not happy with what they see with what they see well for me anyway I don't know about like I'm not going to say that everybody that has a nice car is the same way but like for me it was definitely like just filling some kind of a void or a lack of like like I'm not good enough in myself but when I get this Passat CC then I'll be enough and I, it was actually a guy that gave a speech to a Leavenster class in Roscommon when I was there and at the time I thought it was a bit fluffy or that but he said there's two things um, that you need to kind of feel in life and it's to feel that you're enough and to feel that you're worthy of love and I didn't understand it at the time mm. and it took me a good while to, to wrap my head around it but like if you think about all those things where like people are you know like going 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 doing 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 like making money buying different things trying to fill a void of like not being enough whether that's like physically in the gym like trying to get to 200 kilos or whatever you know trying to be something it's because there's a part of themselves that thinks that I'm not enough just the way I am mm. and like even for you talking about the gym there like if you were to just kind of sit with yourself and take a breath and say I'm enough just the way I am. I'm perfect just the way I am bingo and like by all means go to the gym and you know do but do it for you know to be healthy and, and don't be doing it to say that I'll be enough when I'm this weight or when I'm this size do you know 100% I, I have to reiterate that to myself sometimes Yeah. I have to literally write it down and be like I have a healthy body mm. I have arms and legs I can walk I can move I can talk and that brings it back to like this you know crazy desire and crazy chase to be like someone on Instagram and makes it a bit more real what you were talking about with being enough like and there was an analogy and I say it when I give like discussion to students about when right now we have opinions that that person is better than that because of A, B and C mainly because of materialistic stuff or the way we view them and if we actually take it back because some people might feel not enough because they're comparing themselves to someone else Mm -hmm. and if we bring it back to when we were in the um, just after being born what's Mm -hmm. the room called when there's a load of like incubators like there's a room full of babies whatever you want to call that place Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know there's a room I don't even know if they have them but you know you've seen on a film where there's rooms of babies in in incubators and like right then and there every baby is so innocent and pure has never done anything wrong and 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 everyone is exactly the same works as another Mm. like how could you say that that baby's better than that because they're a baby they mm. haven't done anything to be better or worse than someone else yeah. and they all deserve deserve love and they all have meaning and the only thing that changes from then until now is perspective you know like just because a person has gone down a negative route mm. doesn't mean they're a bad person yeah. they all, and if, if people kind of sometimes you can see it sometimes on, on people's faces they're like they think back and they're like yeah like they they, they somehow shed everything on the outside and think mm. right no I'm still that baby yeah. internally and I still have the same intrinsic value than someone else yeah. but this um, 
outward expression of wealth or whatever value now changes my opinion. I had that big time with like just putting people on pedestals, like and and even the likes of like Pat Dibley and like John, different people. I just think like, oh my god, that person is great. They know everything. They're way better than me. Or like looking at somebody who like maybe didn't do as much yoga or something. I like look at somebody and be like, oh well, well I'm better than them. And like it's been a big learning curve to to realize that like like nobody's better than anyone. Like and like yes, I can learn off off Pat. But I can also learn off somebody who's like way behind me on the path because I think we're all we're all just trying to figure out like what is going on here, yeah. do you know? And like as soon as you think that you know more than somebody else or that you're better than someone else, that's when you're definitely wrong. Like you the can more all... you know, the more you know you don't know. Yeah, Torah Shannon, <laughs> I never forgot it. Like when you think you know something, there's going to be someone that knows more, or there's yeah. going to be an area like you think you know about. I always use it like tennis. You think you know a bit about it? Well, then do you know every rule? How was it originated? Like you're, you're yeah. always going to feel stupid, so yeah. you can never feel too far ahead of people. Yeah, yeah. No, I think to be a lifelong learner and and be be kind of aware of that and be humble with that. That like you're always going to be learning. Like, yeah. Mental. <laughs> I think one more. One more. I was thinking there. Talk to me. No, I think probably gone over time, right? Over time? What's over time? <laughs> Do you know what the best thing is? Um, this is the your man Huberman podcast. Yeah. I'm like, this is four hours. And then initially I was daunted. I'm like, man, I get four hours of people and it's not rushed. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. They're not, they don't have to accelerate a point because they have to be somewhere. They're just like, I'm in this space for whatever time we need to talk about. Oh, Super long it takes. Yeah. Man, I wish every podcast was like this. Obviously yeah. not. <laughs> It's not simple because people are like, dedicating time. Yeah. But this is why I was so, and it's so annoying. Like, I know the ones that are going to do, I know the ones that are going to get people excited more. Yeah. Like a name that, you know, we talked about, a name that you know. Yeah. You have to listen to the conversation. Like, and, and that's why, especially through this one, has opened my eyes up. Like, where do you want it to go? What do you want to do? Initially, I just wanted to do it because I had to. Then I got interested. Then I want to talk. Then I was like, oh my God, I'll get to talk to someone. I'm like, hold on, why am I doing it? And why do I want, or what do I want people to get from it? Yeah. Do I want people to have names? And we say, what's the crack? And where, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that at some times. Like, yeah. I'm going to get to talk to Owen Colgan on Thursday. Like, I think he's so funny. I've looked up to him. Yeah. But like, is he going to say the same thing that everyone else has ever heard him say? Yeah. Or yeah. do you want someone to learn something? And, yeah, here no it's, it's, it's an amazing thing for you as well, like because um, you know, just go back to what I said there, like that you you learn something from each person that you it, interview, man. like hundreds of nuggets, like tiny little nuggets, and it could be something so simple. Um, but I'll always come away from it with something, mm. and I hope that that's what other people. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Yeah, that someone comes away with something from that. It could be totally different to what we were talking. About. Yeah. There was, there was one thing that was coming to me there, like when when you, when you were talking about students and and talking about like some people being better or worse, is that like, or like when you were talking about the babies in the incubator, yeah. like the idea that like everyone's doing the best for what they know, and like, so the kid who was acting up in school, like if I had had the same experiences as him, I'd be acting up as well. That's and it. like that applies to absolutely everybody, and you know if you're looking at somebody. 
and they're triggering you. So like, let's say I'm, I'm looking at somebody, I'm like, oh, he's lazy. Yeah. That person, okay, they may or may not be lazy, but the reason that it's triggering me is because there's a part of me that's lazy and I, I don't like when I'm lazy. So I see that in other people and I think, oh, he's lazy. When in fact, it's, it, and that, that's a huge thing for me to learn is that like, anyone that triggers you, it's, it's something to do with yourself. It's nothing to do with the other person. Yeah, it's, it's like the quote they always say, oh, when you insult someone, it says more about them than it is about you. It's literally it. Yeah. I thought about this yesterday. I was just thinking of, so yeah. how does this come my head? It's like, could be in the car, could be somewhere I'm like thinking of a topic or something that I could talk to a guys about. Yeah. And for some reason, it came into my head, I don't know why, about, let's say you do something positive, right? Let's say you journal every morning and yeah. do yoga every morning. You say that to someone, you come in and say, oh, just got out of bed and... You said, oh, I went for a fight here or whatever. And they said, oh, I hate you so much. They're literally talking to themselves. Yeah, right? yeah. Because they hate you because they're, they hate the fact that you can do that and they can't or they're not doing it. Yeah. So just as exactly what you're talking about there. And like when you're, when you're pointing a finger at someone, there's like just three fingers pointed back at yourself. <laughs> so you're talking more to yourself than you are to... Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm getting educated. <laughs> I'm getting more... I'm getting more education over the last couple of weeks than I'm giving out, which is not a good thing. I need to maybe teach more. You should just play the podcast in class. Yeah, 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 yeah. free class. <laughs> I just, I know, not a lot of young, young people li- listen to uh, podcasts. No. Um, it's more and really older, but I've heard a couple, of, like, I don't know, I could be saying something like, like, Blind Boy said this, and like, do you know who Blind Boy is? And they're like, oh, is that the fellow that sang the song? And like, yeah, but he has a, Podcasts, you know what I mean. Um, I think it would be very, very beneficial. We said it uh, ourselves. Like, why do we think they're so popular? It's because you're getting your zone and out for an hour. Yeah. You're zoning in. Yeah. You're zoning out, kind of like what some people described as um, jujitsu. Is like you're getting choked out. You can't think of anything else yeah. physically, like yeah. cold water. That's what I thought cold water was perfect for. Like, as much as you get used to it. Every time I go in there, man, I have to control mm. and, and, and not think about anything else because I'm so cold. Yeah. Like, that, that resistance, like, I'm like, I get that, like, getting out of bed every morning. Like, every morning I get up out of bed, it's like, oh, I'll just stay here a little bit longer. And, like, I've had to, like, put my phone on the other side of the room and set the alarm to make me get out of the bed. Um, Kevin Hart said that on the Joe Rogan. He's like, it's not like I enjoy getting out of bed yeah. and I'm getting up and it's five o'clock and I'm like, lovely, can't wait. Like, same as everyone else, talk about the vulnerability. Like, yeah. They don't like it, but they still have to do it. They see the benefit of yeah. what it's going to bring to them. It's not like they're just totally morning people. Yeah, okay, some people maybe are adjusted maybe more to morning because of the routine, but like, he doesn't like it either. No, and like every time I turn on the cold shower, like, I'm like, oh, you don't have to do it this morning. Yeah. Like, just, just go hot today, like, but like I think every time that you you train your mind, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's mind training really. Like you're 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 convincing yourself that okay, your mind is telling you this water is cold, get out. But you realise that you can overrule that and just step into the cold water, or just pull off the covers and get out of the bed. And, and, and it seems like such a simple thing, but like then when bigger things happen in your life, and you still have that awareness that okay, well I'm scared now and I want to run away, but. You have that awareness that, okay, I can overrule this. It's just a, a feeling. It's funny that you say that, like, I don't want to do it. You know every morning yeah. how much you're going to 
how much better you're going to feel after. Yeah. Yet your brain still says, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But you know the benefit. Yeah. Like physically so straight like after. These, like different parts of your brain, like, and there's a part of your brain, like the, they call like the safety officer. So like, it just wants to keep you in your comfort zone. It wants to keep you safe. Again, going back to that, like living in hunter-gatherer tribes and like trying to be, trying to keep you alive, trying to keep you away from danger. It wants you to preserve energy. It doesn't want you to go outside your comfort zone. And we still have that part in our brain. So, like, when you're looking to go into the cold shower, safety officer is, like, saying, look, no need to do that. Go back into bed and relax yourself. There's no tigers here. Yeah, yeah. You're safe. So, like, that, that, that part of our brain that wants to keep us in our comfort zone, there is a good reason for that. And to know yeah. that that's the reason why. Exactly. And to know that, okay, well, we're never going to get eaten by a tiger here in Ireland. So... We can do these things and we can put our energy into you know, being uncomfortable in the cold or being uncomfortable in meditation or whatever it is and that it builds your mental resilience for, for real life. Yeah, I think... Is, is it mad how we still have, as you said, parts of the brain because of evolution? Mm. It's a fear. Like, I wonder how our brain is developing because all of that is... So, like, in, when you think about it in a long term yeah. it's gone like in the click of your fingers yeah. because it's only whatever a couple of hundred years that we have now become relatively safe yeah yeah so you'd love to know how the brain will develop and how long it will take for us to be to change again physically and yeah. mentally because of that safety in it I saw, in way. I saw this thing one time and it was like do you know say the length of time maybe humans were on the earth was put into a calendar year yeah and like the calendar year from the first is January to the 31st of December like that that we've been like civilised we'll say since 10 to 12 on yeah. New Year's Eve yeah. yeah so like for all that time we've been you know, wild basically yeah we've only started farming on New Year's Eve yeah only started settling I, down I, that, I, that was in a slide I thought for science wow. literally and like people can't understand that concept yeah that we are just like the way we are now and how we're living now is just like the smallest amount of time it's scary yeah like it's hard to comprehend and then you go back to the phones again and think of like the amount of information and like stuff that's being bombarded at you mm. like our brains aren't developed to no. absorb all this stuff and like it's yeah like and that's even more of a snippet yeah. in, in, in settled civilised like if you yeah. put that into that's like a millisecond ago yeah. that phone that can tell us every answer and where to go and like what to do set timers clocks everything yeah. is just now there and and kids nowadays have bro- grown up with that and it's just there we we kind of lived through a change it yeah it's just like it must be hard for their brains to conceptualize anything without it yeah and i even find that tough in school now like with you know kids are using their phones for teams and, yeah. and everything and it's like constantly on the phones i'd love to see like the screen times and I just know in myself, like, my good feeling is that, like, it's not good for them to be on their phones that much, like... So reliant. Yeah. Because then what happens? They must... Kids nowadays, and let's say even adults, some of them are adults now that have lived yeah. with their phone all the time, they have now this association, kind of like we said with the parents and the football, mm. that it's just like, this. I need this phone to live. Dopamine, they get. Dopamine, everything that comes with it. Yeah. Like, what could I possibly do? Like, we can kind of, I'd love to go off the phone and you did a retreat and like, yeah. love to do it myself. And I could, I could see possibly it happening. Yeah. 
I can't understand how young people and it's no fault of their own people say this like it's the young people's fault like, what? it's not their fault like, yeah, it's the um, yeah. how they would actually react to that and you know what the worst thing is leading by example now parents and adults on the phone all the time get off that you're, like, you're, you're literally on the phone all the time yeah yeah because I see it in older people as well it's new to them as well yeah so they're also getting hooked on it's not that oh well it's only young people everyone is yeah. and, and I know people that are literally going to the pub outfits that used to come in and just chat away and now they're just on the phone because they're on Facebook and it's all now they can connect with hundreds of people yeah, yeah. and it's a totally new realm for them yeah exciting but also then overwhelming and dangerous like, and dangerous do you know like um, back in those days you were probably living with 150 people and like do you know People that keep you in line. Yeah. So, uh, like, if you're putting up something on Facebook now, you'll find some amount of people that'll agree with you. Oh, man, it's the most <laughs> dangerous part, isn't it? Yeah. Because when you have an idea, and, and algorithms as well, when you have an idea, yeah. well, it's just going to push that idea more. Yeah. And then you just go more and more extreme, and then you go to a... I'm sometimes, just out of a laugh, going to Facebook comments, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> this crazy. is scary, man. Yeah. It's just nuts. And then, like, just going back to, like, COVID and when times were more simple, like, you know, what were the things that, for me, anyway, I enjoyed the most was, like, like, leaving the phone in the house and going outside for a walk. Like, how many people got into, like, found a forest near them or found a lake or, like, going into the sea, swimming, like... Because they had to get out of some sort of exercise. So that they were forced to find it. Oh, I know exactly where you're coming from now. There's something, like, there's, again, like, research done on, like, the effects of like green and blue so like forests and, mm. and water on your like serotonin levels and all those uh, neurotransmitters like that it's a lot healthier to get them from nature than from the phone basically yeah I remember we went on a it was literally just a day out I don't know if it was in the mind but then it was at school to um, a forest and it was, it was more of an ecology trip I think yeah and your woman who was running it went on um, a bit of a rant about vibrations and most students were like this one's nuts like that's yeah. you know if you don't understand it you're like oh lula hippie yeah yeah and I was just like proper intrigued and she was telling me about the different vibration levels that nature gives off and your phone I think is a high and it's one to five or something like that you know, yeah you know I mean? and phone is like, like constant and nature's like I don't know was it a one or two or three yeah? and yeah. like you literally are in tune with the vibrations where yeah. you are. and that's why like they say grounding yeah. is so important because I watched a documentary about that recently and that like there was a big huge study done on like all these different illnesses all these different diseases and like basically 10 minutes a day in your bare feet on the ground brought down all the measures for all these different things and yeah like I definitely think that that woman was on something with the vibrations of just nature and yeah, it's hard. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just after realising maybe the bike could be today and I'm like talking about, oh, I can't wait to go. Fucking cycle home in that rain. <laughs> Jesus, some serotonin levels there. Would you always feel better? Oh, yeah. Always feel better. I love when I cycle, like, my favourite thing to do in Dublin is just get out and just cycle for a half an hour around yeah. Dublin. Yeah. Get to see the whole city and get somewhere and go somewhere and get a bit of exercise. It's just, it's too, yeah. You're oh, just... I think it's one of the nicest ways to see stuff, but not look forward to going home <laughs> in the dark and wet and rain, but I want. <laughs> I've seen everything I need to see. Yeah. 
I just wish people could have more conversations like this and I could have more conversations like this. Yeah. And you know what? It's great that podcasts can do that. Like, what's stopping someone just meeting up there for two hours from 6 to 8 o'clock and yeah. just chatting? I know, yeah. And yeah. not making it feel like a big taboo thing. Yeah. I'd like to think things are going that way. Definitely. I think, like, I probably will try and get that med circle up and running again at some stage, like, and, and say about the farm and that. But yeah, I must, must you know, try and do some more stuff together in the future. Definitely, lad. Yeah. I look forward to it. Um, I'm also going to get that list of places you go travel off you. 100%. Because <coughs> the plan to go to South America and definitely yeah. um, Asia as well. Did a bit of it, but I'd like to do a bit more. Yeah. Like, I didn't like Thailand at all, personally. Because yeah. we were only in the touristy, touristy spots. I'm like, oh, this, this is not what I... And then we went to Vietnam, just the wilderness, and just more at home with it in nature yeah yeah I'm gonna go home I'm just gonna flow at home now <laughs> anyways we'll no, I really there. enjoyed that scene. thanks a million my pleasure left. I had it I just yeah I just had the feeling like just from the chats that we've had in school that I was like oh jeez I'd love to just yeah because yeah. you don't know where it's gonna go like no um, yeah and see that's when, when that's why it's better because like I wish I could do that with people I just meet rather than just having to someone like I haven't a clue if I'm going to have someone something in common with this yeah, yeah. with this person and where it's going to go and when it's when it's more natural people hear that and when it's forced people feel that you know what I mean yeah. and but I just don't think it's forced so. no 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 yeah no I really enjoyed that now and best luck with traveling and everything yeah best luck with the the pocket I remember thinking it at the time like Jesus fair play to you for you know I know. Like you said, like don't feel the fear and do it anyway, and like at the at the end of the day, I feel what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. I'm guarantee you, and this is the funny thing now. I guarantee you, someone's out there saying that's shit. Yeah, and yeah. I really don't care. Oh. You know what I mean? Because what difference does it make? Yeah. And what I really enjoy is that I know it's probably, this is probably going to be shit compared to one in two years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if we come back and chat again in two years. What's that going to be like? So you like, mightn't even be doing it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. One, I'll improve and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And two, you learn something and that's it. You're learning. And then three, like that good feeling is like just feeding your, your passion. Like, yeah. And you know, it's... it's that, could go, that could lead... So, like I don't... So many doors. Someone you, like, said to me before, like... <coughs> Like in a staff room, like, oh, we've only 40 more years of this. And I just said off the bat, like, I won't be teaching in 40 years. And like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like, Jesus, why do I think that? And like, I'm not saying this is going to be like something that like leads me to some, but you never know. Like, yeah, could yeah. meet someone yeah. that sparks some particular career. And yeah. if I just sat at home and said, I'm going to be a teacher. Because like I said it before, my dad before, I'm sure, I don't think I'm going to be a teacher for the rest of my life. What do you mean? I sent you to college to be a good teacher. That's it. And then I get into my mind and like, shit, fuck, I am thinking about pension and then I'm going to think, like, what? But at the end of the day, what? it's your life. Yeah. What would you say, like, if you were to take a guess at, like, I'd love to. What's the dream, like? I'd love to just do workshops. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I, I don't like going in. Someone described one of the workshops, they're like, Oh yeah, you did that speech last year. I'm like, jeez, that's not how I wanted you to think about it. Yeah. Some people get real benefits. So I'd love to like narrow it down so that it's like interactive. But like, you're never going to get 
stuff out of everyone. You know, yeah, you're not yeah. going to hit everyone and be beneficial, but like, yeah. I don't know, some sort of education, yeah. if it could help people in some way, some yeah. form, um, I definitely think it'll be down that route. I can't see myself like, I, I, I can't, capital, capitalism, like I can't just see myself like getting money off someone and trying to, like, I, I find it just mental, like people that work for businesses and they know that their boss is getting them to do something to try and make them more money and sell like I was talking to her before about psychology of literally gambling machines and they're tapping into what a person thinks to get more money out of them I'm like that is like she said I, I couldn't do it anymore it felt evil like, like that to me like so trying to make money for money's sake yeah. out of someone else I just couldn't do something like that so I suppose that narrows it down with like the education yeah. have you come across the Wolf Academy no, well, I've heard of it. It's two brothers around me. They're like doing workshops, going into schools, and yeah. you know, like I just know from like the the response that I heard from the students to your talk, and like how much I enjoyed doing my talk in there, like that. There's something. There's something. You there. did one as well, did you? I did one as well. That wellness week. Um, I just did like talking about happiness and did yeah. breath breathwork thing with them. Nice. Um, but like, yeah, there's there's definitely something there because. As we were saying, like the, the school system isn't catering for yeah. that kind of stuff, and like you know, I think it's just just such a good barometer. Like if you're enjoying that stuff and you go in and you get a good buzz off giving a workshop and helping kids, then like why imagine, you do it? imagine, like it's great. Oh, I go in and like and in the depths of all the science and the curriculum, you might touch someone. Okay, let's put that out. <laughs> <laughs> you might tap into someone's spare, right? Yeah. Um, but like if you're going and your whole job is focusing on tapping into someone's spark, your, yeah. your contact time with that yeah. idea yeah. is so much bigger. So like, okay, 90% of people, they just are, say, fix it, we've workshop today and don't tune in. If you hit 10% of people where, yeah. it's some, like I'm not saying that you're going to change the trajectory of their life, but like, you could tap in and they remembered it. Like that would be my yeah. dream. Imagine someone saying like, "I remember you giving me a talk, and I did this because of that." I'm like, that's, Jesus Christ! Like that's that's, that's 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 what you think education and life changing stuff is. Yeah, and it's that one one percent change. Mm. Like if you can just change a tiny little bit in the right direction, their lives will be. And I've no doubt that you have done that, and that like, if you were to never do another thing, yeah, those kids that you've worked with already that will come back to you in 20 years and say something like that you know? yeah I know and I always I was trying to write down goals there Saturday and like, for someone to say that to you, but you can't really you can't really work with that because no, well no. they could but they just don't say it to you yeah so yeah. you can't really focus on you have to make peace with like you're just whether you hear about it or not yeah knowing yourself that it's happening like, yeah exactly recognition. yeah <laughs> so if you're listening <laughs> everyone please come back with anything positive <laughs> That's it. That's the goal. I'm, I'm, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I absolutely love that idea of the, of the farm and the circle. Like, yeah, I've no doubt that that's going to be unbelievable. Like, that's I see, I see it as being part of it. Whether it's workshops, yeah, like that's teaching kids how to podcast up there. there you know? We had a podcast. We had a workshop, a podcast workshop in Ty last year, and like people really, really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, and even if it wasn't. Like he had it in the back of a van, a uh, setup in the back of a van, so a studio, and um, 
like even though people were like not saying oh, I'm going to start a podcast they were a bit more confident in speaking and stuff yeah. like that and that's why I absolutely love TY I always going about TY I think the TY um, in the previous school I was in shout out to Yvonne she'll probably never hear this but she's unbelievable TY coordinator like the yeah. stuff that she did for them kids was just insane like, every week to be something like that and like every year she changes slightly so that like well they like this one and they got benefit of like it's not like oh I have really good fun mm. that was beneficial for them and like narrowed it down to different stuff and I think that taught for me mm. students more than any class ever did you know that they're finding stuff out about themselves and they're learning something new while it being enjoyable. Yeah. So, like, we had a class. It's okay to have fun as well. Like. Literally, supposed to. <laughs> we had a class um, of etiquette. It was a, not a class, it was a woman called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have the picture on my phone of what it's called. It's yeah. a workshop where she comes in and she um, teaches people how to eat to dress, mm. to smell, to iron, and like, this is all the things people say don't happen in school. And like, she was real formal and real like, I wouldn't call it strict, but she connected really well with them. It wasn't just like, okay, now pick this is how you, and they got so engaged because of her. Yeah. And then the education and everything else came out after that. And like, they had a, a race of who can iron top the best and quickest. I'm like, that's just the way to do it. Yeah. Rather than yeah. saying, this is how you iron and this is the PowerPoint. Step one, step two, go home and learn how to do it. Make it a race. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then suddenly, they're learning how to iron, but they're doing it without thinking because yeah. it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's unreal. Like, I, and the worst, the worst thing is, I learned so much. Like, every, I, if I got down for a workshop, I'm like, oh, like there was a fella called um, Stephen. Oh, man. I'm just going to stop at it, like trying to figure these things out. So they do. Oh, Brilliant Mondays was the heading of it anyways. Okay. Yeah. Stephen something. And he did a workshop about how he was a professional footballer and um, how he loved Mondays and couldn't understand how people didn't like a Monday because they didn't like their job. And I'm like, well, if you're hating every Sunday evening, maybe you should look. And it's not as simple as us just saying, just quit your job, do mm. something you like. Yeah. But if you, you're, you're, you're going to be working if let's say you're, you're planning to work that job your whole life that's your life yeah is that would you just want to accept it like that, that guy and I Raymond talk about like the survival dance and the sacred dance so like if you're in a job that and sometimes like you, know, you just end up getting a job for money like yeah. that's, you need to survive you need to pay bills and all that so like if the survival dance and then the sacred dance is what we were talking about like the spark within the kid like the dream work their passion what they really want to do and sometimes that might make enough money to pay the bills so like there's this kind of trade off between like the survival dance and the sacred dance and obviously we want to be moving towards you know, just just doing the sacred dance and making a living off podcasting yeah. or yeah. you know whatever it might be um but like just being okay with yeah. tipping away at the two of them until, for as long as it makes sense. Yeah, and at the same time, like that's great. And, and if you have the vision where it's like, I'm okay with having just enough. Yeah. If you're in, in, still in that zone where it's like, I need to make money and buy a house and be, you know, yeah, myself, yeah. but I want to do something I love, then it starts to become stressful because it's you're under pressure all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's very easy for us to say in here, just do whatever. And I always say this, like in this talk, do what you like. Yeah. But don't go, um, don't go home and tell your parents now, I said, you don't have to do any career. 
if you do something you really really enjoy yeah. you're going to excel at it yeah. and you're going to find a way now look things happen and life is difficult it's not going to always work out but like if you do do something you like there's more of a chance you're going to work hard at it yeah. you're going to be more successful at it and you're going to be, have more meaning therefore everything else in your life is going to be better 100% and you can you can do anything like for any of those kids in school like if they pick their dream job like they can do anything but you can't do everything I think that was a big one for me was that like like maybe going back to the example of the team like if you really want to make that team like you can do that but you can't be doing you can't be going drinking with the lads as well yeah. or you can't be you know doing other things and, and that's true for, for any career like or any kid out there that wants to like do something like you can do anything but you can't do everything yeah, that's a good point and, and nowadays when you say you can do everything or anything sorry um, like the opportunities are unbelievable mm. like it is they're lucky to be living in the era they are now where it's like oh you want to do A, B or C well you can yeah. you know it's not if you have to live somewhere across the world well it's very easy to move it's very easy to access it's very easy to communicate with people yeah. and get opportunities so like the barriers are mainly in your head because of fear and because, okay financial barriers but as I always say sleeping starts like there's always a way around and into something okay you want to be a physio but you don't think you'll get the points mm-hmm. if you want to be a physio you'll be a physio yeah, yeah. and I, I know that might seem just like too simple and people will tell me why I can't you know A, B and C but like you will get there like yeah. if you had zero money in your pocket like you'll find a way yeah yeah, and like again, I was coming back from traveling, like, you no, know, like going from driving a lovely like Passat CC to like little Opel Astra, like, and um, when you realize that you don't need money, you don't need fancy things, um, it makes the sacred dance a lot more accessible because, like, you don't need that much and you can just do what you like. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny when you talk about the car because, like, I had a beamer there for the last two years. And I loved it so much, and I felt, and it's funny because I'm like, I feel better in this car because I think I'm cooler because, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, because of everything that comes with it, like. yeah. And I really liked that feeling, and I was like, I always said it to the woman there at the last time, like, Jesus, actually, now that I'm, you know, just driving the focus there until I go traveling, I'm like, I kind of miss that feeling. But now that you say it, it's like, well, why do you miss the feeling? Like, why do you think you need the car? Yeah. And, like, when I'm driving focus and it's dense everywhere, like someone's looking at me, I'm thinking that they're still thinking I'm different, better, worse, yeah. more valuable, less valuable. Yes. Whereas the problem is, like, that doesn't make a difference. It's about what you think, like, and, like, don't get me wrong, I loved that CC. But it sounds like it, it, did, it did make me feel very good driving, yeah. but, like, yeah, it's that thing about, like... Detaching from yeah. the the... Um, materialistic stuff and yes it will make you feel better you come in with a fresh track suit and new clothes and like you feel better and like for a little while for a little while and that's it and like they're all just things that are masking and just like why do you think people go online shopping when they're only have 20 quid left in the bank account that's what you want Sharon Lambert said people drink for totally different reasons so you're an affluent person you've got loads of money and uh, you load the disposable income you go home after a week and you have a glass of wine it's because like to relax to celebrate and to whatever you are 
in the shop and you have you're paying uh, you're, you're getting 300 euro a week and your rent is 200 and you have bills and you're left literally 5 euro at the end of the week and you could save that 5 euro which as she says what difference will that make so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay spend 5 euro in cans and for half an hour maybe 2 hours and so I'm going to feel okay yeah. and it's just masking the fact that I won't be able to save money and they're thinking what's the point and, and we can sit here and say they should save that five euro if they do that, you know. Yeah. But they're seeing it in the short term. It's like, what's the point? If I spend five quid, it's not going to be enough. So they're drinking four cans or the bottle of wine, and for two hours they're feeling okay. Yeah. Same way with, you know, cars, clothes, yeah. haircuts. And I heard that that said about like that, the Irish kind of drinking culture can be linked back to the famine and being colonized. That like, as a nation. You know, we were traumatized, and that uh, we turned to drink as like a coping mechanism. And like as you said, being out in France there last week, they don't drink the same as we do. Like they have a glass of wine with their dinner and they go home. It's enough for them. Like they don't have. Whereas, like for for us, I suppose growing up, like I remember, like growing up, and like the lads that I was looking up to, that that's what they were doing, and that's like our parents went out and drank, and like it's an amazing like pub culture in Ireland, and it's a. Uh, it's great to like see people and have the crack and then, like there's a lot of good things to it of course but uh, just I think yeah when I heard that like just said about like the, the, the famine and colonisation that like that could be something to do with why it's such a big thing in Ireland that like you know we, we were talking Makes about sense. this last week that like if you're out on a night out and you're not drinking you need to have a really good excuse because yeah. people are going to be asking yeah. like why aren't you drinking why aren't you drinking and <laughs> but we said also that like there is a million other things that, like let's say when I was 17, 18 um, and it was a Friday night or a Saturday night and people were going out well, what was I going to do that Sunday morning yeah. I'm not going to yoga yeah. so I, there's no reason for me not to drink nowadays I think there's a million as we said even in Ballyhawks yeah. there's a million things to do that can you can do that's not drinking they yeah. can still socialise with people. Yeah. I was playing table tennis the last weekend and an old fellow came in and he's like, oh, just, you know, I, I said I'd do this because it keep me away from the pines for a while anyways. Yeah. Like, so he just found, if that wasn't there, he'd probably still go to the pub. So the more things you have to do, the more things you will do. And I think for so long, what else would you do but go to a pub? Yeah. You know, think like, about how the number of pubs that used to be in a small town. Yeah. Like, it's because everyone went and that's, I know that we talk about it's a social part and stuff like that, but yeah. pure, pure habit and, yeah. and having the lack of understanding of you can do other stuff and the lack of stuff there. Imagine saying men's circle 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. People think you're mental. Yeah. Nowadays, when I go on holidays, I said it in Roberta's podcast where I do way more when I'm not drinking yeah. because I have to find stuff to do. Yeah. If I, like, I remember going on holidays with the boys Newcastle and we might as well have drank in here because we just stayed at the same table and watched games. Put it on the projector there, we're in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when you're not drinking, you have to go and do other stuff. Yeah. Um, and there is stuff to do. just have to look for it. Yeah. That's all. And it's like way more enjoyable yeah. because it's, I remember during lockdown, like, it was just the ultimate dopamine craving where I used to watch Let's say a Saturday, there was no football or no nothing, no football, like let's say physical football. Mm. But Premier League was on, and half twelve game would be on. Oh, can't wait. The lineouts come out, 
and then watch it and like halfway through I'm like oh, what's next oh yeah three o'clock game or half five game there's one at seven and like by the end of the day I'm still looking for something yeah, to do yeah. yet I've had all these dopamine hits and I'm just like okay what's next? watch a film now and like halfway through the film I'm like okay what I'm gonna watch some YouTube after I'm like Jesus Christ man. Like, yeah. can, can you actually enjoy it I had to look for something else like, I had to look forward to something yeah. for it to be enjoyed and I got the, the joy in looking forward to something yeah. and not actually watching the game yeah. game's on I'm not watching it I'm looking forward to the next game yeah. you should have a goal at the 10 days man I would absolutely like I just even just to get a break from the phone it's worth it yeah <laughs> I have to set up all my my fantasy football for someone else to do <laughs> make the transfers that's what, that's what it's so funny like I wouldn't care about not having the phone yeah. if I could do fancy football if I could just tell someone right then look at all the results <laughs> look at all the results just slip someone a piece of paper there transfer in Salah for the do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly wouldn't care yeah. right we very well <laughs> hopefully that door is unlocked um, because we could be ringing Jerry alright guys pleasure yeah thanks you. my guy. <laughs>